You're in for a treat today, CW Fighters. If you're a fan of superheroes and the game Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, I know I certainly was, then you might have heard of Jessica Jones. The superhero and video game character both got their skills and talents from her. There is nothing she can't do. Seriously, guys. You will be blown away in this episode. And hey, we love bringing you guys great content and know there is room for improvement. Support us on our very own Patreon and receive some awesome perks. When there is more finances in the CW Fund, we can get better gear, take time off work to bring you more podcast episodes, and the list truly goes on. So we love you all and are thankful for the community we're building with you all by our sides. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey, guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that! Welcome to Crypto Warfare! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Crypto Warfare and Conspiracies. This is your boy, Z-Baby. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Trusky. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, we got an awesome special guest on today. Uh, there's no need to... Yeah, there is. I'm going to hype her up. AKA Cryptid Huntress. Her name is Jessica Jones. You guys all know her and love her. Uh, she is a big-time um, uh, enthusiast and a big-time um, boots on the ground when it comes to uh, <laughs> hunting cryptids. Ground. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Back. I want a t-shirt. Yeah. Anyways, guys. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. She's a really good friend of ours, and uh, she is. Um, she interviews a lot of great people, and she is mm-hmm. quite uh, the cryptid hunter, the UFO hunter, paranormalist, and she's got awesome jewelry. By the way, you guys should check out. We'll plug it in the show notes. All right, guys. I'm gonna do a little bio on her. All right, basically Jessica Jones. Okay, she is a paranormal investigator, a remote viewer based in the Northwest Georgia. She is an active field researcher, a member of, I'll just say ERG, Enigma Research Group, and Anonymous Studies and Observation Group, ASOG, and the North Georgia Cryptid Research Researchers, NGCR. Uh, all are, are on uh, um, action-oriented research groups which conduct field research associated with all things paranormal, uh, particularly Bigfoot and Dogmen and so on and so forth. These groups all have obtained groundbreaking evidence at several paranormal hotspot hubs. It's going to be some good stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. And in the southeastern United States, uh, comparable to the infamous Skinwalker Ranch in the southeast, eastern united states and uh yeah so basically uh what sets uh, her team apart and the other groups is they train remote viewing rv in addition to utilizing rv and research field jessica assists in missing persons cold cases that's some cool stuff uh she presents uh, her field research at disclosure conferences and is often interviewed on podcasts and radio shows 
across the globe. If you guys want to look up Jessica, she posts videos of her adventures and everything she does on her YouTube channel, The Cryptid Huntress. She is a former host of a remote viewing investigation with Jessica Jones with the crew from Tech's Front Porch. Am I saying that correctly? I think I am. And into the portal on KGRA Digital Broadcasting. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica hosts her weekend show, off the trails on Spaced Out Radio every Saturday and Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Her daytime her daytime show is a glitz in the matrix. Airs live on her YouTube channel on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and her remote viewing show airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Zook will put all that in the show notes. So, may I present to you guys? Na -na 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 -na. Boots on the ground, Cryptid Hunteress, aka Jessica Jones. What's up, guys? What's up, buddy? <laughs> you know, I, I, I must have sent you the long intro there. I should have sent you like a condensed version. I'm sorry. That was, that did, was, that I, was, a, that was a mouthful I thought, right there. I felt, that's what she said. I'm sure. I felt like a I felt like I ran a freaking <laughs> I felt like I ran a hundred yard dash on that one. I know it was really hard. It was really hard to contain to contain this uh, chewing tobacco in when I was reading that. So, anyways, <laughs> just goes and sticks on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Keep the so, here. Yeah. Anyways, guys. Yeah. So yeah, we got a good episode for y'all tonight. So let's get into it. We do, y'all. This yeah. is just, this is awesome. I've actually met you guys in person. We have done field investigations, boots on the ground research together. Up in Tennessee, where you guys live, or close to where y'all live, yes, as a matter of fact. So, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we do. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. yeah. All right, let's. Uh, all right, let's 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 first get into it. First of all, I'm gonna ask you a question here. Uh oh. All right, here we go. All right, how did you start getting into all this cryptids, paranormal, all that jazz? Where did it start? Where did it lead you to where you're at now? Ugh. Ooh, good question. <laughs> That's a good question because I have been attuned to the paranormal since I was a kid when I was seeing ghosts. Okay, as a kid, and also I had an affinity to watch for UFOs at night. Okay, so I would go to my like go outside. I lived on a farm out in the country in Georgia, and I would take my little, little nap mat, my mat for kindergarten. And I would go outside and I would look for UFOs at night. Not only was I looking for UFOs, I was doing like all my science projects on black holes, like weird stuff. Wow. Like the other kids were like, what in the world is she so obsessed with like outer space for, you know? Yeah. But I always, I was always really intrigued by UFOs and ghosts and monsters. Okay. Especially Bigfoot when I was a little kid. Um, now, I didn't go out looking for Bigfoot, y'all. Like, that's not how this started. I kind of stumbled across this as an adult um, as far as, like, doing cryptid research and things like that. Like, I, I, I knew that I was psychic and stuff, like, but I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't call it that because I used to look at people that were psychic as, like, ooh, call me now, you know, like, uh, what was that lady that had those commercials? Like, no. Cleo, you know, Oh, Miss Cleo. So yeah. Oh, like, Miss Cleo. Yes. On the infomercials. Call me now. Sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Call me now. <laughs> get down now. Get down. It's not a tumor. Oh, thank you, Arnold. It's not a tumor. 
Right. <laughs> so I, um, so I, I didn't even, so I, but I, I knew that I, I was different, you know, like, and, and all the women in my family were very psychic. Um, I just knew that I could never get away with anything when I would go and do crazy stuff. My mom always caught me. Okay. So like my mom was super psychic, uh, my grandmother, my great grandmother, but I grew up with like stories of the paranormal and supernatural in my families on um, my mom and my dad's side. Like there's a story that dated back to right after the civil war. Okay. In between the civil war, it was probably like the night I'm going to say 1900 or so, or a little before 1900s. <clears throat> my great, great, great grandmother Duke on my mom's side. Um, uh, she, she was dying. Her husband had fought in the civil war. Okay. Um, that's how long ago this was. Okay. Is all I'm saying. Uh, this is early 1900s. Uh, she was on her deathbed and the whole family has a story about how a light, a ball of fire came out of the woods and it circled the house and went all the way around the house. And it came inside the house with everybody there. The whole family was there because she was on her deathbed. This ball of fire went into the house and went under the house and all around it and through each room right before she died. And it went out the house and it went back into the woods and then she died. Okay. So we have stories like that in my oh, family. Wow. Um, also my great grandmother, she and my great aunt went back in the early 1980s, they were driving through Rome, Georgia, up in Northwest Georgia, where there's a whole lot of high strangeness. They were driving up there and a light came over their car and like enveloped their car. And the next thing they knew they were two counties over and it was like an hour or two hours later and they were 20 miles down the road and they don't know how they got there. Okay. So, um, stories it's wild, right? Um, that's on my mom's side of the family. Also, when I was in high school, I remember my dad, my mom and dad had divorced. My dad told me he woke up one night and he saw me sitting on his dresser in his bedroom. And he was like, JJ, he calls me JJ. Oh you know, he was like, JJ, what are you doing here? And, uh, and he realized at that moment, he was like, that wasn't me. That was his grandmother. Okay. Oh. So we, we have a, a, we have a lot of paranormal stuff in our families or whatever on both sides. And, uh, and so I was fast forward to like 2011. Okay. That's, that's when everything got really wild for me with, for, with the paranormal. Um, my mom was attending these Wednesday night meetings with her, her friends at a like this guy's house. His name was Mr. Sam and his girlfriend, Berlin. Okay. And, uh, and it was out in, in Cobb County, Georgia. And everybody that lived in Atlanta, like everybody kind of knew about this. Like they were really big in the metaphysical world and like all this, like psychic people would go there and people in the, um, like they, they would have speakers there that were like magicians or ghost hunters or Bigfoot researchers, or they talk about survivalist skills and gold and silver, you know, like whatever. It was like a variety show every Wednesday night. And my mom was like, well, hey, Jess, there's a, um, there's these guys that are going to be there who are Bigfoot field researchers. And I think that you would really enjoy this if you'd go with me. And so I was like, all right. So, I mean, I was living in Atlanta at the time or Decatur, like outside of Atlanta. And uh, so I drove out there that night to hear what these dudes had to say, because, you know, I'm the kind of person that like, I think Bigfoot's real, but I'd like to see it for myself, you know? And, uh, yeah. and so I just went to go just to go here. And, uh, and these dudes, y'all, 
they they were uh, straight up former like military retired military guys search and rescue professionally like trained and tracking combat medical stuff like they 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 had hardcore evidence of like with the the tracks the the footprints the castings they had they also had an interesting view on it they were into like the mind body spirit aspect of bigfoot okay and they yeah. had these areas that they had been researching for many many years okay and so these guys they were the real deal and uh and so when that when their presentation was over i was i was the girl that was like had my hand up and i was like hey, excuse me i was like excuse me so why have y'all never found a body like where's the poop like where's the bigfoot poop i'm a country girl i should have seen some bigfoot poop by now you know scat. and uh yeah. and they saw that i had i where's the scat i didn't know what scat was back then i called it poop okay i always call it poop now it's scat because i'm trained in tracking now um, okay, so the the guy saw that I was super interested, and the fact that I was at Mr. Sam's house meant that I was not a normal human, probably, because those people are very, like, you know, very much tuned in and tapped into, like, the ethereal, right? So they were like, hey, why don't you come with us on our next ex expedition? Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, okay, put me on your list. Okay, so why why not go in, out in the woods with a bunch of strange dudes, you know, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. if I want to see a Bigfoot's real, these, these are the guys that you're going to show me. Right. So I was like, if, if any, if I was ever going to figure out if Bigfoot's real, it would be with them. Okay. And that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted, I wanted to see all this for myself. Okay. So I didn't know crap about camping. I had really never been camping on my own before, right? I was uh, I, I was single. I was a single crazy girl back then and just did whatever I wanted to do. No kids, no husband, no nothing. So um, so they, they put me on their email list. Of It wasn't a big email, email list, apparently, but they put me on their <laughs> list. They sent me all this information about, yeah. like, what I should bring, right? <laughs> To, I made I made the cut, <laughs> okay, um, but they they sent me this list of like things to bring, like a tent, you know, um, any kind of equipment, hiking boots, uh, you know, whatever, like for the for the weather and everything. They're like, here, bring this and just show up. It was in North Georgia, okay. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, shoot, I was so embarrassed because I was like, I had never set a tent up by myself. Uh, I actually contacted my cousin who I knew was really big into like camping and hiking. So I was like, what kind of hiking boot should I buy? You know, like all that stuff. Like I was so, I was actually so nervous. Like I, back then today, I, you know, I, I'm a totally different person today than I was back then, but, yeah. um, but I was really concerned. I didn't want people to make fun of me when I got there. You know what I mean? Hey, it's, it's all good, um, but everybody's so got to start anyways, somewhere. I, I... Get ready for some monster size entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our Cryptid and Conspiracies podcast for just a few coins a month. And listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures and conspiracies and commercial-free bliss. Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. You got to start somewhere. I actually set up my bonnet tent and I set it up in my best friend's backyard. Her husband helped me set it up to make sure that I knew how to set it up before I went. So I didn't yeah. make a fool out of myself. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> I ended up going. Yeah, totally. I, I ended up going to this expedition, okay? 
And there were a ton, a lot of people there. There was like 15 of us, right? The, the team of this guy, these guys had four men on their team, but they had invited a whole bunch of their friends in to do like a, a big expedition. And I think what they were doing was to kind of see like if they could bring more people onto their team, people who melded well. It's kind of like a trial. People that attracted the high strangeness. Yeah, it was a trial, right? But I didn't know. I was just there to go see if Bigfoot was real and uh and have some fun and i met some of the most amazing people y'all that weekend actually some of these people are like people very well-known names in the bigfoot community by the way <laughs> okay mm. and i didn't know nothing about nothing back then i didn't know who they were i never heard of them but even to this day they're some of my best friends okay yeah. so yeah so that's how i got into it and uh and let me tell you from the very first night that i was there on the expedition life got crazy Okay. Life got super freaking crazy. And, uh, and I had everything happen to me that first night from a possible cloak Bigfoot running up behind me and smacking my legs from behind me, uh, mm. to a Bigfoot peeking out behind a tree right in front of me that night. And uh, the next night I was out there, you know, we, we had UFO activity. I had a low flying UFO hovering over me and my partner, um, that was out there. We had gone on a black ops mission together. Um, and so weird stuff, y'all missing time, equipment malfunctions, um, lights that we could not explain that were in the tree line and stuff. A lot of Bigfoot activity is mostly ET activity though. And, uh, at the end of that weekend, it was really wild because the guys asked me to join their team. Yeah. You made it. And cut. then shortly after that, I made the cut. I was I was one of two that made the cut out of all those people. Cool. And uh, and because because I had offered to be bait, I was like, put me out in the most crazy predicament you can put me in because I want to experience Bigfoot. I don't care if I get eaten or taken. What I just I, at least I'll go dying knowing that there's a Bigfoot out here, yeah. right? And I think the guys like my attitude. So now yeah, you're like team. a, yeah. you're like a go-getter. Um, mm -hmm. It was just wild. So I was, yeah, I still am. I don't mind being bait. Like I went from being like Bigfoot bait to like demon bait to whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I pull them out. y'all. I don't know how I do it, but I'm able to pull, pull the things out that we're looking for apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, expose yeah. it. So it's, uh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's cool. Let's um it was a good I, weekend I really, though. It was a very good weekend. Yeah. I wanna I wanna hear about that Bigfoot that slapped you in the back of the leg. Okay. That, I'll that tell you. One. Okay, so that first night that I was the first night I was out there, um I had gone out. So we had a big group of people. Like I said, there's like 15 people there or 12 or something like that. And so there's always one big group, and then we divide off into smaller groups. Okay. Yep. Well, I went with a group of about five or six guys up to an open field. Like I didn't know where I was going. I was just, I just hopped in the truck with a bunch of people. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm <laughs> down. I'm going where y'all are going. And, uh, and so I hopped in and they, we went up to this place. It was like an open field in the middle of the deep, deep, deep woods of North Georgia of the, in the mountains. And uh, they were like, we, we got this field that we want to check out. We've been uh, researching this place for a while. There's a lot of activity. Let's go see what we can find and what can happen. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, I went out there and I was like, all right, well, I want to have an experience. So I'll be bait. They were joking around about making me bait because I was the girl. I was one of the, there were a couple of other women there, but the other women were kind of older and they were staying back at base camp. They weren't really, they weren't as adventurous, yeah. let's just say. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I was like, all right, put, like I said, put me in the weirdest predicament. <laughs> I'm down. And, uh, and so there's this guy, I can't remember his name. I think his name was Brian, but I don't remember. He was from Wisconsin. There's sure a lot of Brian's. He, he, of Brian's. I didn't realize. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah, I Brian. don't know. He he was like, he was the one that was like kind of poking me like, like, hey, hey, you. He's like, Jessica, you go out there. I dare you to do this. I dare you to do this. And I was like, all right, dude, I'll do it. Whatever, you know. All right, cuz, um, I'm on it. <laughs> so, I'm on it, dude. I'm on it, doggone it. So he said, so so we got up to this field, right? And that guy from Wisconsin, whatever his name was, uh, I think it was Brian. He said, Jessica, I dare you to walk up that field all the way to the tree line by yourself and we'll watch you and see if anything happens. Okay. Well, I knew that all the guys had thermal imaging cameras. They had FLIR cameras. They had night vision okay so i knew that if all of them watched me if anything happened to me they could at least tell my mother what happened if i got kidnapped or killed or something right i was i was totally down and i was like all right i'll do it you know so just just having eyes on you you guys if, if you've never been out in the field and like done anything crazy like that as long as you have eyes on you it really gives you some comfort i promise it really does mm -hmm. um and so that's that's where my head was at night and so I, uh, I put my little backpack on, I think I had some waters and stuff and I don't even know why I put my backpack on. It didn't matter. I might have, I might've had some a firearm in it or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I just, I, I put on my big girl panties <laughs> okay, uh, and, uh, and I started walking. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I started walking up that hill and it was about like, a, it was about a hundred yards from like the bottom of the hill where they were all sitting up to that tree line. Okay. And so I started, I started walking and I got halfway up that hill and it's an, like I said, it's an open field. The tree line was really thick up at the top and I, I couldn't see, I didn't have night vision. I didn't have any kind of um, imaging device like thermal or anything. It was just me and myself and I, no technology, no nothing. And, it, and I, I just started walking. I got halfway up and I heard one of those guys running up behind me full throttle. All right. So he's, I heard somebody running. I played sports in college. Okay. I played rugby for my college. I know what it's like when somebody's running at you and you're about to get tackled even from behind. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly what I was, what I experienced. I heard somebody running behind me like they were about to tackle me. And I, and I remember like I, I kept walking. I was thinking, man, that is so not professional. Those guys <laughs> like, I don't know why, why they would do that to me. Like, I've, I don't even know them that well. Like it, that was all going through my mind. I was like, what in the hell are they doing? Like, I, I was like, they should not be scaring me like this. This is not cool. Yeah. So as it got closer, I braced myself for impact and something, I thought it was a person swept my legs out from underneath me from behind. And then they kept going. Okay. Uh. So like they kept, oh running i could hear it i could feel it and it was like a whoosh and my legs got swept in one swift movement and then they whoosh, they went flying past me 
Okay. And I could feel it. There was a wind about it. There was like air, there was energy, there was everything. It went right past me. And I like jumped up in the air. Right. I was like, what? And, you know, I, at the time I was playing sports, I was doing kickboxing and stuff. I was super agile. I did not fall down. Okay. But it totally swept my legs out from under me. And by the way, the distress call was like me throwing my arms up in the air really high. Right. So if something happened, I was going to throw my arms up in the air. So they know there was something wrong. Well, I didn't do that, but I kind of halfway did when I was trying to gain my balance. Right. My hands went up in the air a little bit. So I stood there for a minute. I looked around. I made sure there was, I thought maybe I tripped over a log or something. Cause like your rational brain, when something like that happens, like your rational brain wants to make sense of what just happened. Right. Mm -hmm. So my rational brain was saying, well, I just tripped over a log. Or hmm. I just got hit with a stick, you know, like something smacked the back of my legs because I, 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 you know, walked into a stick. So I'm looking everywhere, all around me, trying to figure out like what just hit me. And there was nothing, y'all, nothing. And, uh, and so I sat there for a second and I was like, all right, well, they're watching me. I don't want to look like a total baby. I'm going to keep walking. Okay. Yeah. So... And I thought, well, that was just really weird. But like, what am I going to do about it? There's no nothing there, right? I was imagining it in my head is what I kept telling myself. And so I, I continued to go forward up to that tree line. And I got about halfway there from where I was. Like, that's three quarters of the way. And somebody actually did come walking up behind me. And I turned around and he was like, are you a human? Who are you? You know, uh, it was my, my buddy, Craig. He was one of the original team members. And he had come up there to check on me because he said that they saw me kind of like jump up in the air. And I, I kind of threw my arms up, but it wasn't all the way up. So he was just there to make sure I was okay. And, uh, and they said that he said that he saw me walk up to the tree line. And, uh, and he, just wanted, he just wanted to be there to make sure I was all right. Yeah. And I told him what happened. He and I turned around. We went back down to where that happened. And he looked, there was, and he checked it out too. And there was nothing there. Um, so he and I walked back up to the tree line and something compelled me to walk over to the right side of that tree line. Right. I just walked over there. I didn't know why. I just felt compelled to walk over there. Like something drew me to that area. Mm. And as I'm standing there, one of the guys at the bottom of the hill is watching me through his imaging, thermal imaging device. He said that a Bigfoot poked his head out from around a tree and was staring at me the entire time. <laughs> but see, I didn't have any kind of radio. I had no devices. I had nothing for him to like tell me what was going on. So I didn't know. Um, so, yeah. So, of course, the next, that was the first night I ever went Bigfooting, y'all. The first Jeez, night. Uh... And it worked. Yeah. It was almost like the, uni <laughs> the universe was like, you know what? You have something. This is in your destiny, right? So, like, we're just going to give you the the full out VIP package of wild craziness, high strangeness <laughs> this weekend. Right? Give you the holy crap to get me package. Brown <laughs> <laughs> pants. Oh, that, that was nothing, though, because the, the next night was even crazier. Okay. So, and, and this was literally the first night I ever went Bigfooting. Um, yeah, so the next day we all we all woke up and we were like, we were at camp, base camp, and I was like, all right, well that was cool. Let's do it again, <laughs> you know. Like, let's do yeah. something. To, let's do something crazy again, right? And so I was like, I'll go with 
with whoever's going to do the craziest thing, put pair me with him, right? Yeah. And so they put me with uh, my buddy. I'll just say his name. His name is JT, right? So me and JT. Uh, JT and I decided, they were like, okay, so y'all are going to go on a black ops mission today, right? And we're going to go drop you off at that same field at like three o'clock today, like around three in the afternoon. Y'all are going to go out there, wear, put on your camo, take all your gear, whatever you need. Go blend into the environment right there where that Bigfoot peeked his head around the tree and sit there until through the night. Okay, around nine to 10 o'clock that night, the whole entire group was going to come out and take their camping chairs and sit in that open field and act like normal, crazy, loud humans. Now, the goal was for JT and I to be sitting there in that tree line hiding like we've been there all day. Not like the Bigfoots wouldn't know. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> they know. But uh but back then we didn't know this was in 2011 and I had, that was, like I said, it was the first time I'd ever been out there, but we were expecting like the Bigfoots to come down this trail that we had seen. Like there was a, a game trail uh, that we figured Bigfoot had been walking back and forth through. And we figured like they'd be making noise and Bigfoot would walk down that trail and step on top of us basically. Okay. So we'd, we'd be able to see. Bigfoot. <laughs> oh. That was the plan, right? That was a plan. Okay. I know it sounds silly, but like that, that was our plan. Uh, because I, I wanted to have an experience and that, that would have been what would bring the Bigfoots in basically. Right. So, so JT and I, we get our, we get our gear. I didn't realize how, how long that was going. That was like a long freaking day. <laughs> that was the longest day ever. And, uh, but we got out there, we made our little spidey hole, you know, he and I both were sitting by a tree. We, we were within like arms, arms length of each other though. Okay. Yeah. Because, Okay, J JT is former military guy. Like he's actually an EMT now, and like does he? He's a cool dude, right? Trained in remote viewing and all that kind of stuff. Cool, cool dude. I knew that I was safe with him. Okay, I knew it. I felt it. I knew that I was safe with all these people. My, I went with my gut. I, I knew that this was going to be a great experience for me, right? Um, however, okay, if we get out there, they drop us off. We get out there, we sit down, we find our spot. We sat down for from three in the afternoon to like midnight to one o'clock that morning, literally. We were out there for at least like 10 hours. And um, it's part of the research. Okay. That's, that's what a Bigfoot researcher does, by the way, if anybody's wondering. And uh, it's not all, it's not all um, exciting and stuff. It's a lot of downtime sitting there trying to blend into your environment. Okay. So, um, so we're out there. Yeah. It's a stakeout. It was a stakeout. We were, it was like, we're, I mean, we're like the snipers of the Bigfoot world, but we weren't going to kill anything. Okay. We were just sitting out there just trying to blend in. And, uh, and so, so we're chilling. We, I've got all my equipment. He's got equipment. Like we I've got all my like ghost hunting equipment that I had at the time, like EVPs, K2 meters, all that kind of stuff. But the only thing I really brought out were, was my EVP recorder. Okay. And I put it on my knee and I pretty much had my EVP recorders going all day and all night. Well, it, at least until it, when it got dark and through the night. And uh, so we're sitting out there. Nothing happened during the daytime. And then it started to get dark. Okay. When it started to get dark, we started to realize we we're checking our equipment, right? To make sure all the batteries were working. Sometimes the batteries will drain out in the field. He was telling me. We looked at our equipment and it was malfunctioning. And we're like, okay, well, this is odd. 
Okay, so his equipment was going forward an hour. Mine had gone backwards an hour. Mm. I was like, what the heck? Okay. And, or it might have been vice versa. I don't remember. It was, it was, it was, ours were going backwards and forwards. Okay. Then as it got dark, we looked up to the sky. We were noticing that there were the airplanes we were seeing in the sky were moving in triangular patterns. Oh, okay. Crap. Not actual airplanes, right? They look like airplanes, but they were moving in triangular patterns. Okay. Then suddenly, okay, oh, our batteries were draining on all of our equipment, by the way. We see a light that showed up over the trees on the side of the mountain beside us. And this light was like bright and it was moving from, um, it was going left to right and back, back and forth in a horizontal line over the trees, basically, like on the side of this mountain. And we were like, well, that's super weird. Um, we, at first, our, like I said, our rational brains want to make sense of what we're seeing, right? So we're thinking it's a truck or like a car, like those are headlights. But then we, we realize we're like, well, there's no car over there. There's no road there. Okay. And then we're thinking, well, maybe it's a hiker that has, is holding a lantern. Right. And then we're like, well, there's no way there's a trail that's that straight. Okay. Cause remember this is a straight horizontal line back and forth. And so then we realize that the light is above the trees. So it's like over the trees. Okay. And so, we didn't think a whole lot about that. We just saw it. We thought, well, that was weird. The light eventually disappeared. And then our team came out and they all acted like crazy, normal humans and campers. And they were playing drums and didgeridoos and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, it was crazy. Right. Like, and, and then, so, so they're out there walking. They didn't know where JT and I were hiding because we were actually hiding out there. So they didn't know where we were. Well, they were thinking that we were like 10 feet from where we were actually sitting because these red lights started shining 10 feet from where we were sitting in the tree line. Red lights. That was not us. Okay. We didn't have any lights on, but the whole team were like, they were like, well, maybe they've got on their headlamps. They're like red headlamps, right? It wasn't us. Okay. And uh, so... Needless to say, there was no Bigfoot activity that night, but we had a whole bunch of weird stuff going on, right? So we go back to base camp at like 12, 1 o'clock that morning, and everybody's like, oh, Jessica, you're acting weird. I was like, y'all don't even know me. How do y'all know I'm acting weird? <laughs> I'm tired, okay? Even you know, know me, <laughs> I was like, y'all don't know me. Shoot. Um, so, but, but. Uh, so I go to bed that night and I, I, I felt like something was off a little bit, but like, I didn't know what, I just thought I was really tired because I've been out in the field all day. Right. And uh, so the next day I get up, I ended up going home that day and I knew that I had this recorder. I knew everybody was saying like, we feel like something more happened to you guys yesterday. Right. And I had that EVP recorder, but I was scared to listen to it. Y'all I was scared. Yeah. I didn't want to listen to it. So that week, the head of the team was like, he came over to my apartment. I lived in an apartment at the time. He came over to my apartment and he was like, we're going to listen to this together. Okay. Cause he and I both knew something more had happened to JT and I. Yeah. Okay. So we listened to this recording and around the time that that light showed up on the side of the mountain, it sounded like bottle rockets were shooting off all around us. 
pew, 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 all around us. And Jason, we had not heard that with our, our own ears. Okay. And we hear that and I'm like, okay, that's weird. And we, we hear it. And guess what happens? The, as soon as we, we listen to the entire recording, it deletes by itself on my EVP oh. recorder. It deleted. Yeah. Of course. So that sucks. at that <laughs> point, the head, the next time we had a meeting, which, which was, which was pretty, pretty soon after that, we had a meeting. They had asked me to become a member of their team. I did. So we had six members in. So it was the four guys, me and another woman, Kathy, and uh, who made the cut as well at that time. And uh, we had a meeting and the head of my team was like, all right, I want all of you guys to start studying alien abductions. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a second. I was like, wait a second. I'm out here trying to be a bit, I was just trying to see if Bigfoot was real, you know, and now mm -hmm. I'm on a team and now the head of the team is telling me that I needed to study, I need to study Bigfoot abductions, not Bigfoot abductions, <laughs> alien, alien abductions, alien abductions. He's like, I, I need you to, he's like, I need you to read books like The Threat, um, Bud Hopkins, Missing Time, uh, Communion, uh, books like that, right? about basically aliens taking over the world and alien reductions. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> right. Um, that's what I get for being bait. Okay. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. So everything, anything and everything went through my brain at that point. Cause I was like, wow, I might've been abducted, you know, um, where do I go from here? Like, yeah. Can I even, do I even have to be a part of this group now? I don't know. Like I wanted to though, but I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be, I was abducted by aliens. I don't know. Like there's a lot that goes through your, your head at that point because it's like, well, do I really want to delve more into this field now that I know it's not just Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. Um, but guess what I did? And I'm here talking to y'all today about it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm completely fine. Uh, I will say that since that happened, I've been, I've been visited by ETs in my home twice since oh, that happened. And that had never happened before. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, now's your chance to share it with the world. Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories. And we want to hear from you. Submit your tale by voice message or email and join us as we delve into the mysterious world of cryptids and conspiracies. So don't keep your story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. Links in the show notes. What kind of, um, okay, so the first, if that happened to me, the first thing I would want to do is like, okay, I'm going to get like some hypnotherapy or something because I want to know what happened during like that missing time and also too like the like the ets that 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 came into your house were they like your standard grays what, what like what were they well there were two different instances and the first time there were two what you would consider to be grays and uh, I don't, I, a lot of times, like when I was a kid and I would have, or a young woman and I would have ghost experiences. Okay. 
there would be like one or two people standing either in my room or around my bed. Okay. And they would be talking to me, conveying conversations to me telepathically, but their mouths would not move. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I would always specifically remember like their mouths not moving. Okay. Well, when I saw these things, they're conveying messages to me telepathically talking, their mouths are not moving. Okay. So it made me wonder, are the ghosts that I saw as a kid actually ETs? Uh-huh. Yeah, Have I been known. visited by ETs my entire life? Yeah, because they're, they're known to, uh, oh gosh, how did they put it? They're known to mimic on things that you're comfortable with. That way they don't, it's almost kind of yes. like recon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Jeez-o. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling, oh, the guys with the Flying Chariots podcast, they were talking about how they had, they knew someone who, when he was a kid, he saw penguins standing standing around his bed Wow! Uh, because he loved penguins as a kid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I was really interested. Remember, I told you I was really interested in ghosts when I was a kid. So yeah. why, why would they not show themselves as ghosts then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go with what you like. So. Yeah. Well, or what, what you're expecting. It's not yeah. what I like. Mm-hmm. I think it was what I was expecting. Yeah. You there know you what go. I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that the first time were two grays. And then the second time I woke up to a gigantic hooded figure. It had on like a, a cloak with a hood over his head. And I couldn't see his face very well. It was almost kind of like a Grim Reaper. Were sticking out. And it looked like a, it was a grim reaper. Yeah, but it looked like a uh, it had hands like a praying mantis. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I've that... seen the grim reaper before. And it it was a crazy cuz oh, it was really? a photo. Did you see his hands? I didn't actually see its hands. They were like to its side. And, and it was in the um it it was a, a an old friend of mine like she took a picture and the vanity mirror that faced her closet. It was the Grim Reaper and some other dude beside him, but you can clearly tell like they were apparitions. And the Grim Reaper, it's weird. It was, you know, blacker than black, darker than dark, but it was like where the face should be, it was extremely black and dark. So you can lightly see, like, like I don't know, um, the clothing versus the actual face and skin, but I know it was weird. He had like, I think he had a scythe too. I don't know. It was, I don't even know if that, that's accurate with like the Grim Reaper and the scythe, but. I don't know. It's um, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's yeah. creepy. I hear. Yeah, I saw one too when I had like sleep paralysis my first time. Yeah. Wow. How well, um, okay? So I did a show a while what? back with Grant Grant Cameron, and uh, and he he and I did a show on portals, right? But we were talking about the ET experiences that we've had or I've had. And he said that, that that's very typical when you have a hooded cloaked figure by your bed or in your room or uh, like a praying mantis type. People who experience that never see their face. Okay. It's just like mm-hmm. a, a cloaked hood. It looks like a praying mantis, but it's like you can't see their face very well. Uh, but yeah. You can usually see their hands or like, or, or like the cloak is up where it looks like I know your audience can't see it because we're doing, you know, audio <laughs> recording today, but they look, uh, like, look like Mer- praying, praying mantis hands. Yeah. Like limp hands. Yeah. Like how, like basically like how like meerkats hold their hands. <laughs> yeah. huh? Exactly. Meerkats. 
<laughs> Maybe it was a meerkat. I don't know. Maybe it was like a giant meerkat. Uh, giant, sure. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's a moan. Where's the Pumbaa? No. Getting a meerkat eating. That'd be a trip. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so how tall was it, you think? How tall was he? Yeah. Or it? How tall was it? It was almost as tall as my ceiling. Chinga. It was I'm gonna say it was seven, seven to eight feet tall. Wow. Jeezo. It was seven to eight feet. Okay. It was very so were you tall. freaking out? You had to be freaking out. Like tripping, like what? No. Or like, how were you? How'd no. you feel? Were you comfortable? Cool, calm, collected? Nope. I'm inoculated. I'm inoculated to all of this. And I and I don't yeah. say that to like try to sound tough or whatever. Like I'm not like y'all saw me in that cave. I wasn't real ex- I wasn't real excited to be in a cave with a bunch <laughs> of weird stuff going on, right? But I y'all know me for real. Y'all y'all see yeah, me in, in action. Well, I um, saw how quick you uh, different. You know what I mean? I saw how I saw how so, quick you ran when I threw that rock in. I was like, I feel not. <laughs> Get out of here! Let's I'm move, like, guys. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm just eating a hot like, dog. Just yeah, like, I ain't seen this cave, y'all. My feet are my feet are stuck in this mud. Yeah, y'all you literally you on your own. But uh, yeah, you literally almost a uh, Jack Lambert Brian out of the way. Move, boom. <laughs> oh, would you throw the rock at me? That was that was messed up, dude. <laughs> no, it wasn't at you. It was actually in the cave. No, that was funny though. But it's right where that horn thing was. I know, I know. Dude, fair. Y'all, we were battling skinwalkers. What the hell? And you're throwing rocks. I know, right? Come on, man. I know. Yeah, I come on. I'm trying to talk to her. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I'm going to send my rake. Well, what was funny was, what was I'm funny was, I told Zook. What was funny was, I told Zook, I was like, Oh, because Farrah said something. She was like, uh, give us a sign. I was told Zook. I was like, I'll give her a sign. Hold up. So I grabbed this rock and threw it in there. I was just joking, though. And then I didn't. Yeah. I was like, whoops. It's okay. Look, I, I literally tried to jump on um, Brian's back. And it's okay. I'm sure Brian Brian would have been like, okay. I, I literally, I think I grabbed his arm and probably gotcha. scratched him. Because I was like. It was funny. Hell? It was so funny seeing Brian's yeah. face. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times, good times. Oh, man, yeah, well, we were all on edge a little bit. Look, when well, listen, I I don't think any of us were, had ever like gone looking for skinwalkers before. Okay, no, so I think we're all no-go. just kind of like all of us were on edge. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm like I definitely don't want to be deep in that. It game. was we were on like, edge a little bit. Thanks a lot, Drewski. You're welcome. Hey, I was trying to light yeah. the mood, yeah. guys. So, trying but, to well, hey, we made it out. Dang right, we did. Hmm. Just trying to give us permanent trauma. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, my expense. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, all right. So okay, so we'll just keep going from there. So so what else? Well, I mean, about Bigfoot or what? About I mean Okay, let's uh okay, so after so basically or my... Okay. Okay, yeah. so basically so basically after um you basically made the cut, made the team. And how long you been on this team, mind you? Like, all right, like, like from right now, how long, how long you been? Because you you're basically still on this team, correct? Since 2011. Okay, man, it's been a grip. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Well, now I'm on, I'm on that team and two others. So I, I'm on three different field research teams. We are, yeah. we are boots on the ground research teams. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's where you get your, definitely like your experiences on what works, what doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, What was the most, put this way, what was the most scariest time you've had in field researching? Like they like see like e, but that was a close. Okay, call. the the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> well, it was that one time when I got a rock thrown at me in a cave, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Um, I know that Boehner. That actually, Boehner is it such was. A dish. <laughs> 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 the first dogs. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So the scariest the scariest time was actually up in North Georgia. There was one. T- time where uh my entire team like there were there were a few of us like we don't always go out all together you know what i mean like we we go out whenever we can and we'll get like small groups of us to go out and uh we have this a couple of base camps that we go to and uh, there's this one up in north georgia and it's super freaking creepy okay like we have we have one camp that is more creepy than any other that we go to all right, and I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna tell you the name of it, but it's just is it's got a name. It's creepy. We go up there and like it's somewhere where I wouldn't take. I actually did take my son there, not too long ago. <laughs> uh, we Uh-oh. slept in the back of my truck. Okay. Yeah. We did, but I was with my team. We were we took him for like a bushcraft weekend. Like he was learning bushcraft. He's nine. Um, Wait, I was, was that the weekend before? A tent with him out there because it's so it's a little dangerous. Was that the weekend before we met up? Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So we go out there one weekend. There's never not activity with my team. Okay. Because we're all, okay. So after the whole thing happened with the alien, possible alien abduction, right? The head of my team is a, an amazing remote viewer. Okay. He was trained, let's just say potentially military kind of stuff, you know, like our military does remote viewing y'all. Okay. And, um, and so he, he taught our entire team remote viewing over a period of several years. Okay. So we are extensively trained in it. Okay. Where we would spend several days at a time together, just doing remote viewing and stuff for years. Okay. So like we're, we're, we're really good at it. I'm just going to put it that way. We're good. I mean, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyways, I just enjoy doing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, okay. So he, we went up there one weekend. Let's just, let's fast forward to this weekend. And uh, it, we never not have, we never don't have something happen. If that makes sense. Like, because we're all, yeah all very psychically switched on humans we we know how to harness our enhanced human capabilities like we we tap into our psychic abilities we are beacons of light out there when it comes to cryptids i think that it really makes a difference when you are out there to research and study cryptids uh, because you're lit up like a beak like a lighthouse and they come to you like you don't have to go looking for them they come to you Okay. And I think that's the difference between my team and a lot of other teams. If there are other teams going out there, I'm not saying other teams don't get the activity, but my team gets a lot of activity all the time. And, uh, and so, and it was always funny because the guys would be like, well, I hope Jessica's going. If Jessica's going, I'm going, because there'll definitely be something that happens, you know, because some, some people do attract the activity more than others. 
Okay. Yeah. It's like their and, frequency. Uh, and so a, it's the frequency, it's the vibe, y'all. Uh, you, your vibe attracts your tribe. And apparently my tribe is a bunch of cryptids, interdimensionals, and Bigfoots. Okay. Yeah. So um, so that night, that weekend, actually, we had been out there for a couple of days, right? We've been out there already for a while. We'd had a little bit of activity or whatever, but we were out there. A lot of times we just go out there to have fun and commune with each other and have a good time with my team. And uh, we weren't expecting a whole lot. Okay. We were sitting around base camp. I think it was on a Saturday night because I remember I had to drive home the next day and I was exhausted because I didn't sleep that whole night. Um, and we were sitting around base camp and the head of our team got up like there was some kind of commotion behind our tents. Okay. And we, at this one particular base camp is very small. So we put our, our tents close together kind of not spread out because like normally I like to put my tent way far away from everybody because I I'm afraid I'm gonna snore or something and I don't want people to hear me okay? <laughs> and, uh, and also yeah and also I get more activity when I'm like by myself so you know? that I, was you I, I that, that night like I, <laughs> probably I was probably snoring just I don't joking know. just joking <laughs> We listen. So for all your listeners who are listening right now, like we, we did all camp out together for a couple of nights. So that was fun. Yeah. But uh, yes. So I, I like to put my tent way far away from other people, but this, th this one camp, there's safety in numbers and being close mm -hmm. together because like I said, it's really creepy out there. And, uh, and so that night they had my team, like got up and like walked behind our tents and we heard him scream and he screamed out a particular sound and a noise. Right. Okay. I can't tell you what it was, but I can tell you it was alarming. Okay. It was alarming. Yeah. And we all kind of like jumped up out of our camping chairs and we were just like, okay, what the heck is going on? And as soon as he made that noise within a couple of seconds, there was this loud, just moan, groan, scream, like a woman, like, Wah! this woman, it sounded like a woman, but it wasn't a, a human that sounded mad. Yeah pissed off hurt and in distress and just a moan and also an animal noise combined <laughs> okay Jeez, that makes oh. sense it doesn't yeah. make any sense i know it doesn't it was a noise like i had never and i've heard bigfoot make noise i've heard bigfoot whoop and holler and yell i've yeah. heard them try to sound like animals and i've heard a lot of different sounds right this was something i had never heard in my entire life yeah. And it was screaming as it ran behind our tents. So it was moving. You could hear it go, Whoa, like all around Whoa. the entire camp. But we sure, couldn't see but... it. We could only hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it was uh... it was pretty terrifying. That was that was actually okay, so it wasn't terrifying because it was like, oh, there's a being out here. It wasn't terrifying because of that. It was terrifying because it was in our base camp. Okay. Yeah. Usually we travel out and hike out at night to go find the high strangest. It doesn't come to our base camp like that. I mean, we'll have weird stuff happen at base camp, but not that crazy. Okay. Yeah, that close. Yeah. So, so that night, here's the kicker, right? We all decided to go to bed within an hour of that happening, which doesn't make any sense at all. Hmm. Um, usually you would think that you would all stay up and watch and listen 
and try to figure out what the heck that was, right? Um, yeah. We all just we, we all decided to go turn in for the night, and huh. uh, and not a single one of us slept. Uh, but that happens pretty often when we have a lot of activity, especially in around our base camp and stuff. Like we'll just all go to bed. We'll all go get in our tents, and uh, and it's almost like some kind of energetic thing that where we're kind of like hypnotized into like going to our go to your tent. You're getting sleepy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, that entire that entire night, y'all. We our tents were all pounded with rocks and acorns all night. Jeez. Oh. All night, and not. Not a single one of us slept. I stayed up until sunrise at least. And, uh, and I was hearing like the wind was blowing. So I was hearing like acorns falling from the trees, like from top to bottom, like going down. These, these, these things were being like, there was like a trajectory. Like you could hear it go like past the tent. Things were being thrown in our tents. You could hear it going horizontal. Okay. And there's a difference between going from like up down to horizontal stuff being thrown at us and i remember at some point that night like before the sun came up the head of my team was like in a tent beside me and i had i was in this huge tent i had like a six-man tent right and i was in there by myself and i had my cot set up and i had pushed my cot all the way over to the very side of my tent so i could be closer to where my where somebody else was (laughs) like i know this sounds silly but i was like i was actually kind of scared that night because i was like you know i anything could just run up in my tent Run up, get done up, though, is all I got to say. But, but still at the same time. <laughs> Were you packing heat? At the same time, it was still kind of scary. Yeah. Do Yeah, absolutely. I always am. We all are. Yeah. But the, but the head of my team was like, at some point, he goes, he whispered, he goes, remember, we all do this for fun. <laughs> and you're like oh yeah i forgot i forgot i was just focusing on these acorns and then thrown at us oh, man. i mean i literally i literally have a picture of me like that next morning we're like i took a picture i took a selfie of my tent and i was like frowning and i was like i had my makeup like smeared down my face and i was like oh this sucks because i saw it like, like remember that morning like how terrified i was like on it i wasn't like terrified but i was not comfortable okay and I was like, you know, I just, I, I'll always remember that because that was the only time I've ever actually really been kind of scared all night. But yeah. it, it wasn't like I was scared, like terrified because I, I, I knew that I was safe, but it was not comfortable. That's all. Yeah. Shoot, man. Wow. That would drive me crazy hearing that all night. You would have yeah, loved it. Things. You would have loved it. Yeah. I would have also would have loved popping off some shots. Yeah, I'm like you would have popped off some shots. <laughs> but man, and like I've 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 heard like um, videos where it's it's not like a scream like that because that scream sounds terrifying, but you can hear something yeah. beyond that tree line that's moving at some pace, and how fast it's moving in the like in the elevation in the area it like it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then I've heard of other ones where it almost be like the same scream, but it'll show up at like four different places like around the camp with no sound of twigs or anything. oh yeah all the time i'm like man that's just so oh man that's just freaky what what is like um i guess more recently yeah no that's that... my favorite part of the night actually <sighs> man I, that's yeah. one of those things I'm like, that's oh, my favorite part of the night is again. when they they start triangulating <laughs> <laughs> sorry 
What was that set? Go ahead. What? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, oh, did I freeze? I'm not froze. I'm not froze. <laughs> he thought. Anyways, go ahead, Zook. What were you gonna say? No, no, the brain fart. Now. Um. Sorry, it's getting late for my eyeballs and my brain. Um. No. Like, what is the most uh, recent kind of? Uh, which I know on every episode you have. I mean, it's always just a fascinating listen and I learned so much, but what's the like most terrifying, creepy, unexplained, unsolved, mysterious mystery. Yeah. I'd say with them, like, we'll just make it like this month. Cause I know that you have so many. If you're looking for one of a kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes. You mean with my show, like the yeah. other people that come on my shows, or with what I do? Okay. Yeah, kind of like because I bring a lot the... of really cool people on. Well, it's act. Oh, I have I have a lot of those actually. So, hold on. You know, let me. I was gonna look up my shows because I don't remember. I have so many shows. But I know, okay, I'll just say what I did. I actually. Okay. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. Okay. Actually. Okay. So. Oh. All right. Well, I've had people from the secret space program on my show lately. And you guys had Tony Rodriguez on your show this past episode. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That was such an amazing interview. You guys, the Tony's my buddy. I like him a lot. And, uh, and I've met him in person. Okay. So I had um, Daryl James on my show recently and he's friends with Tony as well. We all hung out together. Actually, I was with Daryl last weekend in Florida, by the way, and his girlfriend, yeah. uh, Anne-Marie. And James Rink and and all these guys and just it life life is so good right now, y'all. It's, I'm having so much fun. Uh, but but Daryl, okay, so Daryl was part of the Secret Space Program. He was in the twenty and back, like Tony, and uh, and I was speaking at the Journey to Truth conference up in Illinois uh, back in May. Okay, and uh, Daryl was there, Tony was there, James was there, a bunch of people were there. Daryl, Daryl approached me and was like, Hey, Jessica, I, I want to tell you about some of these an, human animal hybrids I experienced in the underground facilities. And, oh. uh, and I was like, well, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Hell heck. Yeah. Tell me about it. And, uh, and so he actually, I had him on my show a couple of weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago, where we talked about the human spider person. Yes. I animal, heard that episode. Spider oh, hybrid. That was such a good episode, oh, yeah. dude. Thank you. They call him Max, and he they used to threaten to feed him to Max yeah. uh, when he was there. And he he was telling me they they had children in cages. Yeah, and they would like uh, they were like electrified them. cages. Exactly. They would they would put the kids in cages, and they would electrocute the children in the cages before they would feed them to this this man this man spider. Spider Man. Uh, okay, it was a literal uh, Spider Man. It's to get like their uh, adrenochrome up. Yeah. yeah. 
adrenochrome. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is actually something that comes up pretty often with cryptids. Uh, you know, with my remote viewing data, when I'm, I'm tasked with targets that deal with like Dogman and uh, Bigfoot attacks, it's usually Dogman mostly. Uh, they are actually going for the adrenochrome in people and they, they scare them before they kill them so they can get, get the good stuff. Apparently, apparently it's something good oh, for them. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty terrifying. I mean, Daryl has an amazing story. I, I would love for you guys to bring Daryl on your show sometime and let him tell his story there. Um, Hook it up. Hook uh, he's, it a, up. he's an amazing dude. I mean, these, Y'all, y'all know I hook y'all up. Y'all, y'all yeah. always hook y'all up with my with my friends. Okay, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, and and hopefully but, uh, uh, this but time. But yeah, I you know, I, th I think it's out. important that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. We've all got bugs. It's okay. But you know, I th I think it's important for for us as cryptid researchers and people that go out and do actual investigations and boots on the ground investigations, for mm -hmm. us to bridge the communities of the secret space program, the truther community, the ufologists, yeah. okay, people in the spiritual community, I think it's all relevant. And like, we all have something to teach each other and to learn from each other. And, uh, and so I think it, that's how we're going to start figuring out some of these mysteries when it comes to cryptids is by working together with other communities. Uh, because yeah. I feel like we're just going, Going around in circles all the time. Like you watch all these shows and stuff, and ain't, ain't no shade here, y'all. I'm not throwing shade. I regurgitate the same guests that somebody's able to do too. And but but it's the people that have the good information. And like it's us getting the information out, but it's also exploring other avenues. Okay. Yep. And you guys are doing it. I'm doing it. We're 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 bridging the other communities with the cryptid community. And that is exactly what's needed right now. And that's exactly why I want any of my guests to be your guests. Okay. On your shows. Mm -hmm. Cause we all have our audiences. And, uh, and I think that's the only way we're going to make any kind of leeway in finding out what's really going on out there. Oh, I agree. 100%. You know, instead of being mm -hmm. like in a closed box where Bigfoot's just Bigfoot, dogman's just dogman, UFOs, just UFO, like, like you said, we can all learn from each other. And all these are just, they're all connected somehow, some way. They're all connected. All of it. We just got to put those puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And like you said, you know, we can learn from the guys who are on UFO communities or secret space program and they can learn from us back and forth. And yeah, let's just bring it all together, man. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's, it's also care. really amazing. How, how deep this can go because uh, just for example in the beginning like you just went looking for Squatch and then you were visited by aliens and then that made you kind of look back on some um, I guess other events that you experienced as a kid and you're like you know those could have actually been aliens because there's the, I don't know and, and, then, and then that goes deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole and then we realize I realize how much I don't know and there are other people <laughs> out there like there are just so many people out there that just have the answers to our questions and they're confused too. And that's why we believe doing what we're doing, like it, it, there's just so much power in community and, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate um, that so many people, they take this stuff to their grave and they even take their lives like early because they just don't know how to deal or cope with this. Yeah. And it's nice to be kind of like, like that voice yeah. in, in the wilderness who's, you know, speaking truth to these people and then sharing them that this stuff is just, this is real. They're not bogus. They're not crazy. 
Like, I don't know. That's why, yeah, I, I guys, you totally need to check out Jessica. I'm, I mean, yeah, she's definitely going to be the show notes, but I'm going to mention it too in, in our shows. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that we need to get the the stories out here and like I don't discount anybody's experience whatsoever. Like I, I think that it's it's almost like it's kind of healing, right? To like tell our stories and to put it out there. Uh-huh. And yeah, to even therapy. like my my thing is like it's almost like warning people too. Like I know that I had a pretty heavy presentation at the journey to truth conference because I was actually putting information out there about our national parks and all these missing people and, yep. uh, and the possible connection to government programs and underground facilities and dogmen. And, you know, another, another very interesting show that I just did was about the dogman breeding programs with my friend, Nick Sylvester, who is a huge name in the truther community. Um, he has a lot of information on government Bigfoot and dogman breeding programs and werewolf breeding programs that mm. began back in the 1950s, you guys. Oh, 1950s. Yeah. Werewolves, dogmen, and Sasquatch, they have handlers. They're used in wars, okay? Yeah. According to what Nick was saying, and this is, other, this is stuff that other people have said, too. If we can find whistleblowers, like... This Victor guy that's been on Jeff Nadolny's show, if y'all know who that is, if we can find whistle, like real life whistleblowers to come out and really tell us the truth about this stuff, I mean, it's going to change the world. Okay? Yeah. Um, well, I really think a lot of them like, are going to come out. Yeah. I know, sorry. I really think yeah, a lot of them are going to come. I'll go back to that. I really think a lot of them are going to come out because of what uh, the federal government passed on people who are whistleblowers like the protection of it and stuff and like tony rodriguez and all of us were talking about that that's what he said he feels that now it's going to start picking up more a lot of guys who are hiding that way they don't you know either get assassinated or they don't you know get reprimanded or beat up or whatever the whole like protection whistleblower act you know you know i'm saying um i just yeah i really hope and pray and i really encourage people to they know something say something you know? Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got. Well, I, I think, no, I think that, that it's uh, the environment and the energies are more open to people coming out and telling the, tr- the truth and speaking their truths now, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm at the point now in my life where like, I just don't care anymore. Like I, I yes. like yes. I've actually had that proverbial knock at my door. Right. I've already had the proverbial knock at my door and it wasn't that bad. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds crazy. Like I'm, I'm not on a kamikaze mission, but I do don't, I do like being bait. Okay. So what does that say? <laughs> yeah. Bring it, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I'm a remote viewer. I, I was, I never meant to go public about what I remote view and that's very dangerous. Okay. Yeah. I know that I walk a thin line, but I also know that I'm protected in a lot of ways. Okay. And, uh, and the information that we're putting out is vital. And the only reason that we don't know the truth is because people don't speak up. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is a time where we need to start speaking up, you know, and you, us three right here, uh, Zook, Drew, we're, we are boots on the ground researchers. We're out there experiencing this stuff in real time, in real life. And, uh, and, and our stories matter, you know, we're, we're experiencing this for real. We're putting it out there. We're not hiding anything from anybody. Okay. We're not making up stories for entertainment. Okay. We're actually 
talking how we live it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're putting it out there. It is what it is. It's authentic. It's raw. We're rough around the edges and that's okay. You know, hmm. because there are other people that are just like us out there. And, uh, and that's, that's what's going to move everything forward is uh, us telling our story and going out there and in investigating places like our friend Ferris property, that 488 acres of beautiful Tennessee property um, with a cave that's ominous and scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I, but yeah, um, I, I definitely want to go back there and explore I wish you that. Make it, the cave. it was so cool. Gosh, man. Yeah. You would have liked that one for sure. It was amazing. But. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do want to go back to that first cave and bring but, more equipment because it kicks my butt that I didn't bring more rope. Because <laughs> if we had more rope, we would have we would have gone way farther. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. But. Yeah, that was that was a crazy cave, man. Cave. I don't know. I, I'm just glad we didn't run into skinwalkers. That was what I was worried about. Were skinwalkers. Yeah, I was worried bit. about but that. I, I was like ready. Them, them crawlers. I was ready. Them yeah, crawlers. I know. I know. That's also a country. I love it. Yeah. The crawlers, man. Crawlers. I, who cares, man? Got them crawlers. That bottom crawlers. We was ready. We was ready for them crawlers. I didn't think it was interesting that, you know, I was just doing my thing. Like, I, I, I ate a lot. Um, everybody, people listening. So um, I was at the fire, and then it was you and Farrah, and she had dowsing rods. Um, and I'd never seen those things in action before. But, man. It was like a freaking techno show, whatever. Like they were placed in your hands, and go, like they were just shooting all over. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! Whoa, and then I was just slowly turning my head, eating my dog. <laughs> Dead again. I was like, whoa! I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> it was just so wild. Like, love you, fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just. uh it was very interesting. And then I'm like, I know as soon as... We should have had a rave in the cave, actually. We could have had a rave, man. That would have been fun. I didn't even think about rave. it. Yeah, we had, we had glow sticks. We had glow oh. sticks. We had laser lights. We had everything we needed. Oh, yeah. That grid. That would have been cool. I just would have <laughs> the, the button like every few minutes. <laughs> the SLS camera. <laughs> At the mood. Or twist the <laughs> dial to make like like, like the circles get bigger and smaller. Man. Yeah, and then you had like like your ghost meter. And then Farrah would have like been recording with her pod. phone watching those. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, and then Farrah had like his dancing ghost. I really thought that dancing ghost thing was fake. Like I really did think it was fake. It was until... humping the rim pod. Do you see that it was literally I humping saw... the rim pod? No, I really saw that. And, and and it's amazing because that's whenever this stuff was. So whenever, I don't even know how far, but if I'd have guessed we were like just me and Farrah were about 75 feet in the cave. And then she started talking about this stuff. I had my grid going, but I'm like, I don't see anything. But then I just glanced over at her phone. And I'm like, okay, I see something. Oh, and then and then I was just being yeah. rational. I'm like, dude, that's bogus. Like that those oh, people no. they just put all that stuff on that phone just so that um just to make it look like they're seeing ghosts so that they can make some money. And then now that was real. And then it, it yeah, and then after actually because I was like I said, Jesus, I, I rebuked this in Jesus' name. And then like it was moving away from me. And then that's when it was moving out toward that speaker box. And then I saw it having sex with that speaker box. And I'm like, we're gonna have something. some ghost freaking ghost robot baby i don't know that'd be weird and, and then she saw that freaking I don't know, horned creature like i remember looking at that thing i, I think i was over there at that time I don't yeah know. you I saw it and you're like ole handlebars no go ahead <laughs> anyway goes from the meter to that horned creature <laughs> uh, do that again no it just started <laughs> 
So then I'm like, I'm just going to go hang out with Drew. <laughs> yeah, it was but, a lot, man. It was a lot. I mean, you know, because I, I try to stay away from like the paranormal, like supernatural, like ghost hunting stuff, because to me, it's always felt like that was kind of more low vibrational. So like I kind of try to stay away from that. But that's the only place that we had like a ton of results that weekend. It was yeah. all the ghost box. It was the SLS camera. It was the dowsing rods. It was all the stuff that was like more on a spiritual, like, you know, um, ghost level kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, I, we didn't get a whole lot of cryptid activity, but that's kind of typical when you have a big crew of people out there, especially when mm. we're all like, you know, not, not to say like, listen, I carry a firearm every time I'm out in the field. That's just me. I'm sorry. I don't apologize actually for that because Boom. Yep. No, don't. When people, when people complain about that, well, you don't, you've never walked in my shoes. Okay. So yeah. um, it's important to protect yourself <laughs> out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and if anybody complains about it, that's, that's on you. I, yeah, it's okay. Or you in know, the words of my, uh, on the words of my friend Taylor, when we're talking to BFRO Taylor. guy, we're talking yeah. to BFRO guy. This guy was saying, uh, "Yeah, you guys can go with us on a on a hunt. You guys gotta just uh, you just gotta lose your guns because they smell the gunpowder." And Taylor's like, "No, we're not doing that." Well, you got to, and he's like, "Okay, we're well, gonna wish you had it when the Bigfoot grabs you like a flashlight." <laughs> and this dude's just staring at him, and T's like, "No, I'm not. No, count me out." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, all right, all right, T, right on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd rather, I'd rather like have some um, comfort knowing that I'm protected, you know, yeah. than uh, I just, I, I don't know. It, that's just me because I, well, not only that too. Yeah. Well, it's not just cryptids either. It's like, like random, you know, mountain lions, like mountain lions, lions animals, you know, mm -hmm. feral so. people. Yep, pharaoh people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, hey, what do you got in your bag? You know, whatever. <laughs> or you might walk in on like a moonshine I saw thing. The hills or... have eyes. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. We know the hills have eyes. <laughs> well, too, like there are like uh, at least in the second one's like... way worse than the first one. Oh man. I, oh yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's enough to carry a gun right there, right? Yeah, seriously, man. Man, and then they also like pot farms and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's something that we kind of stumbled upon. Yeah, member Zook, I, I, I hate your guts for that. I hate your guts for that. It was so much fun. I hate you. <laughs> we really bonded. You know, like, Zook really, <laughs> Zook really gets me in a lot of predicaments. I got to get him out of. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. We're like, we're like, no, I couldn't think of a great, uh, a, a great example. But I'm Batman, and you're Robin. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. I do that. <laughs> uh, anyways. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's. Uh, <laughs> I know it's getting a uh, pretty late. Um, on on your end. I'm not sure if you want to. Oh yeah. Cut it shorter, or what your thoughts are. Okay, I'm gonna ask you something that I always ask the guys, anybody we interview, on cryptids. What what do you think Bigfoot is? There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, I think there's an ancient being, and I think that there's a whole bunch of different kinds of them, like just like humans. Like some of them have enhanced human capabilities, and some of them are just looking for food and they're hungry and they're animalistic, you know. So um, I think they're all different, but I think they're just a big hairy race of kind of human like people. So that's what I think they are. Simple. Okay. That was, that was, that was, that yeah. was short and sweet. 
Usually yeah, we get usually we get everyone yeah. have yeah. a that's the quickest answer I ever had. I know I'm most educated. It ain't, it ain't I'm complicated. Like, Very eloquent. It ain't yeah. it ain't complicated. It's ed educated, ain't complicated. Just saying. Ah, <laughs> I like that right on. Well, I I'm all Zook. Yeah. Got anything else, buddy? Um well, we're gonna have we're gonna definitely have you back on for sure. My, my, oh, have, yeah, many, many definitely shows. do like a round table so. with a bunch of with a bunch of other peeps. Let's do a round table action. Okay. Mm -hmm. For sure. Heck yeah. Thank y'all for having me tonight. This has been amazing. I I just love hanging out with y'all, of course. Oh yeah. So much yeah. fun. I can't wait many more. I can't wait to go on our, another big expedition with you. Like dude, I really want to check out like that Montauk stuff, dude. Holy crap. I really do too. I've heard several yes. podcasts on it already and I've read on it. And, and you lucky videos. chick, you're going. Yeah. I'm going next month. Yeah, I'm planning on it. Absolutely. Well, you know what? We're gonna have you back on that we that way you can talk about it. And so Okay. Yeah. We'll and and, and Zook's okay. and Zook's words, hope you find some juicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right on. I will. Right on. All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and close it out. So um I want to give a couple shout outs uh, before we go. For one, uh, Jessica, thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, you. you yep. Uh, you guys, uh, Zook's going to put up in the show notes on where to find her. She's got some killer um, shows on YouTube. Uh, you guys can find her. Uh, you know what? Why am I doing this? Jessica, why don't you tell people oh on where to gosh, find you at? Tell them where to find you at, girl. Go ahead. Find me at thecryptidhuntress.com and on the Cryptid Huntress on YouTube. Okay. That's where you can find me. And all over social media at the Cryptid Huntress. That's where you can find me. Thank y'all for having me tonight. Oh, definitely. Appreciate oh, you. For sure. I'm gonna give a couple shout outs real quick uh to my buddy uh Chris Dinley. He made this uh shirt for us. And what was cool is he you guys can't see it, but he threw one of my tags on the back. Yeah, you can't really see that, That's but he threw like one right of my there. yeah. He threw one of my tags on the back, so he's gonna start making some shirts for us. And then my buddy uh, Juan, he's my he's my beaner brother. He made these for us, me and Zook. So dude, yeah, yeah he made man, these for I us. Yeah. So, but other than that, guys, um, yeah, just keep your heads on a swivel. Um, be positive. Blessings are coming all your way. And uh, if you guys got any stories or anything, guys, hit us up. Uh, just uh, go to our, our Gmail account. It's cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. If you guys got any encounters, you guys want to chit-chat or a story, just let us know. And uh, you guys go to our website. It's at cryptidwarfare.com. And, yeah, just go from there. So, Zook. That's all I got. Yeah, too. And, and hit Jessica up, man. She, she's such an easygoing person to talk to. Like, remember, guys, we're not in this alone. There's yeah. strength in numbers. All right. All right, y'all. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we got. Till next time. See ya. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. I like that melody right there. That's real catchy. All right. Yeah. One time. Hey, call me D, man. Let's go. Yeah. I come with a fee. Don't think that I'm free. I already know that Sam a beast. Who Sam a beast? I already know I'm ready to feast. This ain't for the week. I already know you wait and see. It's bigger than me. 
I already know it's bigger than rapping. I got a meaning, I really mean it. Don't be just thinking I'm snapping. All for no reason, I know you need it. Somebody else that ain't capping. Don't want no handshake, I know you're mad fake. Nah, I ain't doing no dapping. I'm waking them up when you napping. Peep this, I just pray for guidance. I can't rock with people stabbing. I got zero stitches. I got levels, I got volumes, I got plenty switches. See the funny thing about it, I'm not ever switching. That's right, I hope you get it. Uh huh. I come with a fee, don't think that I'm free. I already know that say I'm a beast. Who say I'm a beast? I already know I'm ready to feast. This ain't for the weak. I already know you wait and see. It's bigger than me. I already know you want me to lose. I'm seeing the clues. I already know we can't be cool. You think I'm a fool? I already know I beat my lows. No need to flex. I already know what can I say? They say I'm blessed. I already know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh. Dun, dun, dun. You can't stop what God got planned. Dun, 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 dun. Look at somebody yeah, tell him, you yeah, can't stop yeah, me, yeah. dog. <laughs> it's hey, D, man. They right. say I'm the nicest, keeping the modest. Well, if I'm honest, man, I just want to be righteous. I don't need a chain, I don't need a gang. I need to get rid of my vices. I came with a purpose, knowing it's worth it. Follow wherever the light is. You probably see me with a mic, cause I'm hoping you like it. Attached to who? You gon' see me beat my demons, that's a fact for you Gotta watch out for them people that distracting you Can't rely on no one else, I gotta stack some moves Just relax, be cool I come with a fee, don't think that I'm free I already know that say I'm a beast Who say I'm a beast? I already know I'm ready to feast This ain't for the weak I already know you wait and see It's bigger than me I already know you want me to lose I'm seeing the clues I already know we can't be cool You think I'm a fool I already know I beat my lows No need to flex I already know what can I say They say I'm blessed I already know